0: So to podcast. This is episode number twelve. I know it's been quite some time since uh, since I recorded one of these. Matter of fact, I look back and I, I think it's been close to six months. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, you know how things are. Things get in the way of uh, of things. Uh, I read an article about blogging, and it seems like I'm going through about every phase that every blogger goes through. You have all this enthusiasm and then it kind of dies off after a while and you get bored with it and maybe it starts feeling like work and you don't spend so much time doing it. But anyway, I uh, just got back from Health Connect Partners in Chicago and I thought this might be a good time to record a really short podcast of my experience and at the same time I'm trying a new podcasting service called Cast, C-A-S-T, and I'm hoping that it'll work out well for me. Um previously I used SoundCloud and uh it was okay. It was okay, but I thought I'd give this a shot. Anyway, uh as I was mentioning, I just got back from Chicago uh at Health Connect Partners twenty sixteen. Uh I was invited out there on behalf of Swisslog. They sponsored a breakfast at which uh, I spoke. I talked about healthcare. Uh, technology, specifically pharmacy technology, and how it's impacting our practice over time. Presentation was about an hour and about an hour and 15 minutes. Only had one little mishap. The uh, plug that my laptop was plugged into for power apparently was no good or wasn't turned on or whatever the case may be, and my laptop ended up dying about 25 minutes into the presentation. It uh, It was pretty dramatic. It was a great effect. Anyway, Figured out what the problem was and uh, got it up and running in and, you know, about a minute or so and went on. The nuts and bolts of the presentation were, uh, did a little intro to pharmacy, the uh, kind of the history of pharmacy, how it evolved over time, covered some of the literature that's available supporting this concept of um, pharmacists as a clinician, and why I think we haven't been able to do it universally, why it's not widespread. And one of those reasons, of course, is I I think we just haven't optimized operations enough. So I I spoke on the use of technology inside the pharmacy to optimize those operations and getting the technicians more involved. And, of course, I covered the four basic areas of the pharmacy, the traditional storage, the refrigerated storage, the controlled substance storage, and, of course, the IV room, which is uh, very important to me. It's where I've been spending a lot of my time in the past year and a half or so. And for the first time ever, I talked about this concept of uh, diffusion of innovation, which is a theory that a guy named E.M. Rogers developed back in 1962, I believe, and uh, it's this theory. It talks about how new ideas, new concepts, new products are disseminated or how they diffuse through a population, and I looked at how that applies to pharmacy. As it turns out, we're not as different as I once thought we were. Pharmacy tends to... uh, follow very similar patterns to a lot of consumer technology in, in terms of how quickly uh, we adopt things. And uh, then I talked about some things that I think, in the near future will help pharmacy. And uh, this was kind of a tricky area for me because there's so many things out there that I think are really cool, but I tried to be a lot more practical. For example, I talked a little bit about augmented and mixed reality. I talked about pharmacogenomics. Uh, sensors and mobile health, although I didn't spend much time on that idea because I think mobile health is one of those things that's a little bit overhyped. And then I talked about, uh, what was the last thing I talked about? Nanotechnology, which I think is really cool. And it's interesting to me that I don't find many uh, pharmacists that are interested in the field, which doesn't make a lot of sense when you uh, think about the idea of nanotechnology as being targeted therapy uh, with decreased... uh, dosages of medications, especially chemotherapy, you would think that that'd be something we'd be very interested in. And then of course, I, I tried to tie it all in with this concept of using artificial intelligence to manage all the data that, uh, that's coming out of these systems. There's a, a tremendous amount of information, especially the pharmacogenomics, sensor data. Uh, and if we start using things like augmented reality or mixed reality, uh, the amount of information that's gonna be thrown at us is gonna be tremendous. And the presentation was well-received. Got some good questions, which is unusual. Usually, when I, I give a presentation, there's no uh, questions. We just kind of sit there and look at each other awkwardly for about thirty seconds before I say okay. But uh, I did have a couple of good questions and uh, some good follow-up afterward. A couple of decent conversations and some general interest on the topic, which is good. It was very good. But it generated enough interest for me personally that I figured I should come back and either get back to writing or, or doing a podcast or doing something. The, the site's been a little little dead for a while. Still gets a fair amount of traffic, but it just, there's nothing exciting there. Uh, the other thing I did at Health Connect Partners, I don't know if you've ever been to one. This is the first one I've ever been to, is they have these hospitality suites in the evening time that companies pay for, and uh, they have some of their products sitting out and their people in there. And they provide food and drink. And you can go in and you can talk and uh, meet people and just kind of socialize and shoot the breeze. I also get an, uh, an opportunity to look at some of their products. It's a much more intimate setting than, say, something like ASHP uh, mid year. And I made an effort to go by and visit um, three hospitality suites besides Swiss Lago. Obviously, I stopped by there and, and spoke to them and, and had a couple of Diet Pepsis. But I, I stopped by BD to check out the BD IV workflow management system. And I think that system's just. Pretty cool, you know. It it has uh, it has gravimetrics and camera and, and a lot of bells and whistles, but I'm always impressed at how fast the uh the scale settles and weighs stuff and then it automatically takes a picture of what's on the scale. And it's pretty slick. I, I, I like the system, I like how it was thought out, I think it's well designed. And then of course I, I stopped by Baxter uh to see Dosage, and they were definitely uh in full force there. Uh they had Dosage out with the scales. Uh, in the camera, and uh, I mean they're obviously at the top of the functionality scale, and they're going head to head with BD in those areas. I believe uh, I could be wrong, but I think that's probably the case. Versus some of the other more lightweight products that don't use gravimetrics, like verification by MedKeeper or IV Track by Plus Delta. There's some systems out there like that, and then there's the the Consorti EX, which is coming out, which is a whole different approach to the problem. And uh, anyway, we're, we're seeing some things uh, in that area. So I thought I'd, I'd be sure to, to stop and look at both of those systems while I was there. Uh, and then I dropped by the uh, MEPS booth or MEPS room. And uh, if you remember, I did a podcast with MEPS several months ago. They're an RFID company. They have uh, their big products, of course, are the RFID-enabled uh, kit tray management system and their RFID-enabled controlled temperature cabinets, which are refrigerated in room temperature. And they have a new product out that is an RFID-enabled anesthesia cart. And uh, recently announced, and I went by to take a peek at it, it was quite literally behind a curtain there. And it's it's nice. They did a good job with it. It's a, it's a much more passive approach. If you know anesthesiologists, one of their big complaints in the OR is that uh, interacting with these machines is too cumbersome, they have to do too much. With the RFID technology, it's a very passive uh, assistive technology where, uh, for instance, you're logged in, you're using the system, you open the drawer, you pull things out, and you just close the drawer like you normally would do in any other workflow. As a matter of fact, you could leave the drawer open during the entire case. And when you close the drawer, the drawer automatically inventories what's in there so you know by attrition what was used. Uh, there's also some real nice touches. Uh, for example, the way the the way the drawers close is really cool. You know, in the kitchen, they're like those slow closing assistive type uh, type drawers. I thought it was pretty cool. And then uh, they have this this RFID reader embedded in the top of the machine. So if an anesthesiologist takes out several items and, and sits them up there uh, during the case, it, it keeps track of that. And and they built obviously a front end on it, and it uses the same. Uh, the same tagging system that their kit and trade management system uses so if you already have that you're not investing in any additional hardware uh, or labor resources per se and uh, and that's pretty much it and I, I had a great time I think HCP is a very interesting concept I would go again given the opportunity um, but that, that's pretty much it just a short update uh, basically to try out cast and and see how it works and get something up on the site by the way if anybody's interested in doing a podcast with me let me know be happy to talk about anything pharmacy related or non-pharmacy related if that's what you want to do. Until next time, take care.